Hi, and welcome to a new series of interviews brought to you by Andrew and Bob, your favorite beer-drinking technophiles. If you follow our weekly podcast, then you already know all about mavens and how much they have to offer. So, we figured we should go out and interview some of the coolest ones and find out what they are up to these days. Enjoy. Hey everybody, it's Bob Garlic here from The Bunker Project and I got Andrew, my crazy co-host. Hey everybody. We've got a very interesting guest, but before I get into this too deeply, I just wanted to ask uh, Dan what he's been doing lately to entertain himself. <laughs> That's a great question. Thanks, uh, thanks guys for having me. Um, well, in the last month, I've actually been down in Florida with the team uh, trying to get some sunshine, you know, and get away from the cold in Canada. Um, and then uh, do you want me to go over kind of my entrepreneurial story or? Sure, if you like, or you could talk about anything you like. Vitamin D supplements. I mean, going down to Florida, it's kind of an expensive way to get your sun. But hey, you know, it you is. can afford it. Yeah, it's uh, sun insanity is the kind of way we look at it. Um, but yeah, no, I've been an entrepreneur for pretty much my whole life. I started, uh, you know, a, a vacation rental site when I was 18, then a web hosting company when I was 20. And I learned a pretty good lesson not to start a web hosting company. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't do it if you want a life. And, and I mean, I was working 24 seven and it really wasn't until I was about 20, I think 24 when I started a company called Spheric Technologies, I actually figured out the business side of things. And that company um, grew about 150% year over year for four years and then got acquired in 2008. Um, and I learned a lot of lessons there. A lot of them actually played into why I started Clarity. Uh, and you, then the you, I was, uh, uh, I didn't listen to it, but I was reading the transcript for your Mixergy interview mm -hmm. on Spheric. And uh, it was kind of interesting how you called in as a, pretending to be uh, a job applicant in order to get intel on the companies and then came in the other way to get them as clients. Yeah, I mean, when I was 24, I, I didn't I didn't know how to sell the Fortune 500 company. So, you know, one of the tricks I used was, and it was this idea around, I learned this in a, a sales book was, um, try to figure out um, who currently sells to your customer. So if you wanna sell to small business owners on Main Street, figure out who already sells them maybe insurance or whatever. And in the enterprise space, I realized that companies that spent a million, two million dollars on these, these licenses for the software we were, we were specialized in, um, they would try to hire certain types of people to help them implement it. So I made a bunch of fake resumes on, on monster and job.com uh, and all these different sites. And then they would call me and I'd pretend that, uh, that the person they were trying to talk to is on vacation. He forwarded his, his phone to mine and we'd start a conversation, try to understand what was going on. And then I would circle back outside as, as Dan at Spheric and try to close the deal. So it was a good way to kind of get a heads up on who just bought this software and who was looking to build their team. Awesome. It's guerrilla marketing. Doing what I got to do. I mean, I almost went bankrupt three weeks into the company. So, you know, you get resourceful when things aren't looking good. So, yeah. um, so that was Spheric. Had a, had a fun time building that. Then decided, you know, I grew, I did all those companies in Moncton, New Brunswick on the East Coast of Canada. Uh, and then I wanted to see if any of my crazy ideas would hold water in, uh, in the land of the uh, smartest technology entrepreneurs in the world. So went to San Francisco. Um, you know, that was really tough at first. And then finally found my stride, started a company called Flowtown raised some venture capital from guys like Mitch Kapor, the inventor of Lotus Notes, and Dave McClure, and a bunch of other super angels. And uh, that was a crazy ride for two years. And then in 2011, we got acquired by a company called Demand Force. So what did Flowtown do? 
Uh, we were a social marketing application. So we, the, the trick that we did, they got a lot of, uh, you know, response. We grew it to 50,000 small business customers was we allowed, uh, people with email lists to get all the demographic and social data on their customers. So name, age, sex, location, 50 different social networks they were on. And then they could use that information to do highly targeted campaigns. You know, if they wanted to say, I just want to target, you know, males that are between 25 and 35, they could do that with our product. Um, and then also auto follow their, their people that are on Twitter from the brand account and all these really interesting things you could do once you under, once you had the data. Cool. And Spheric was also uh, a social, social media company that was kind of socializing, um, the enterprise. enterprise. Yeah. I mean, this is before Yammer. This is before Jive. Um, I just, what I've seen, especially in the enterprise, I don't want to do enterprise anymore, but if I were to do it again, here's the trick, find out what's working in consumer and just assume it's going to be built into enterprise. And it's about a four year lag. So, you know, email was big in consumer and then it became big in companies chat consumer. Then it became in companies, um, you know, a portals, the concept of portals, you know, my Yahoo had a portal and then it was every company had to have a portal. It was like intranets portals and then it was social networks. So every company had a social network. So if you look today, what's big, you know, online like Instagram and mobile and location, you can just assume there's going to be enterprise versions of these kind of applications for enterprises. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask you, what's the difference between being an entrepreneur in, in Moncton and California other than the sun? Yeah. What a great question. Um, you know, it's really, to me, the biggest thing, and, and I don't think that anybody should strive to be the next Silicon Valley. I think they should just be the best version of them, right? So we're going to be the best Moncton or New Brunswick or Atlantic Canada. We don't need to be Silicon Valley. But the big difference is just having access to more people that have done it, right? And I think that's the, that's the biggest lesson I learned is regardless of the mechanical aspects of things and conferences and access to capital, it's really being around other young entrepreneurs that are trying to build hundred million billion dollar companies and actually do. When I moved to San Francisco, I met guys like Drew Houston from Dropbox and Joe, uh, Joe and Brian at Airbnb and uh, you know, uh, Rick Marini from Branch and all these companies are now have billion dollar valuations and they're, they're normal people, right? And they just happen to focus on it. So I think that's the biggest thing that I learned is in New Brunswick, I was like one of six companies trying to do anything in tech. And uh, in San Francisco, you can't throw a rock without hitting about 15 people. These days though, do you think that it's changed with um, you know, Google Plus Hangouts and, and the ability to get in contact with people without having to physically be down there? Like, do you, do you think that there is a benefit to being there face-to-face uh, -face, or can you get the same kind of, develop the same kind of relationships online? I mean, everybody, I don't think it's the same. I think access to information, I mean, things with Twitter, like you said, Hangouts, uh, obviously Clarity, our product, um, uh, you know, just there's so much more profile data. So trying to understand who actually knows about something and, and being able to follow them and kind of understand how you're going to approach them for, you know, or who you can get an introduction from. I mean, the data today, and I mean, Flowtown spent a lot of time in kind of that space in, it's just there, right? That's what's, that's, you know, when I think about why now, why are ideas like clarity or collaborative consumptions now ideas is because the data is going to allow us to do that. There's real identity on the internet, there's reputation, et cetera. Um, things that you won't get being not from there is, you know, these happenstance meetings, uh, you go to a coffee shop to meet a friend, he introduces you to another guy, all of a sudden he's now your, your CTO, right? Over a couple yeah. months period. Or, you know, you, you know, LinkedIn sends an email and says, Hey, we're, we're doing this really private de beta developer thing, but you got to be at our office tomorrow at 11, sign an NDA. And, and if you're there, you can go right. And that happened to us with Flowtown. So there's like these, these things that you can't 
replace using, you know, when you're geographically challenged, but I, I still think you should get on a plane and go. Like I go every six weeks, even though I'm not there with no particular reason. And, and the fact that I'm there every six weeks, people expect me to be back. And, you know, when I saw the guys at Radiant Six who were also from New Brunswick, you know, they built an amazing company, got acquired by Salesforce for $400 million. Uh, they were at every conference I was at. And it's not easy to go from New Brunswick to Austin or to California or wherever. And, you know, they, they realized there was real value of, you know, meeting people face to face and breaking bread and building real long-term relationships. So yes, there's access to more who can help you information, but in regards to real deep long-term relationships, nothing will ever beat face to face. There's just something chemical about in person. Yeah, I totally agree. Like uh, sometimes like we do the, the bunker project in the back of a bar, we set up a studio there. And every now and again, I come in as in a hangout because I'm busy doing other stuff. And it's a totally different show. It's a weird experience. I, I know the people there, but I'm disconnected. There's that like you say, there's this energy missing, the chemistry, and that's what it's all about. Is is it doesn't matter where you're in a coffee shop or a bar or just walking along the street. There's something about that interaction. Do you think that social media or uh, internet communication will ever be able to get to the point where we think that way and can communicate that way? Are we just old and don't get how to connect? No, I, th I think it's, I think you touched on, it. I think it's actually biology. I can't explain it. I just know when I feel it that I think there's something around the in-person, the mannerisms. I mean, little things like, I don't know how tall you guys are. You don't know how tall I am. And it, like when you sit down with somebody and you see their physical presence and you get to like, you know, talk to them and watch, you know, what kind of beer they like to drink or what kind of food they enjoy. Like there's just these things that, that um, you know, to me, it's always, you know, no like trust and then buy, and, and, and in a relationship, it's not buy, but let's say introduce you to somebody or whatever. So in person, we'll always fast track the no like trust because I get to see you, I get to understand when I say something that's a little crazy, how you react and yeah, I see you in video mode, but there's nothing like the physical. And I don't know, it's almost like in, in physics, there's this concept of entanglement. And I really feel like when you get together in person, there's this like entanglement that happens it can only happen when there's physical proximity that when you then move on and, and are apart you still have that trust that relationship built that you'll just can't do electronically i don't know what it is maybe somebody has data on it but i just know what i feel kind of chemistry i guess yeah I there's like i think it's really biology i think somebody's yeah. got the data and i just haven't read it yet mm. um the word happenstance you used when you go to california hey you don't go there happenstance run into some people are you using any social media uh, devices or, or, or apps to connect, you know, you're in one coffee shop and you get a note, oh, somebody's like three blocks away, I'm just going to zip over there. Or do you just like get lucky? Yeah, you know what's funny is Foursquare is supposed to, to solve that problem. Yeah. And I honestly believe that Instagram actually solved it better. Um, <laughs> right? Like I remember the first time I was in an airport and I looked at my Instagram feed and my friend took a picture of an airport. He didn't even tag it with the social, the geo data, but I knew he was in my airport and I messaged him. I was like, hey, you nearby and we had dinner. And like, I think Instagram solves that in a big way. Um, I don't use any of the, the, the apps because I, I really, um, I mean, I'll follow hashtags if I'm at an event to see if any of my friends are at that event. Um, I'll, I'll tweet out publicly or, or mention on my Facebook, like I'm in San Francisco for three days, hit me up if you want to you know, get dinner. But um, you know, I just, I don't know if the right way is for an app to tell me that. I think that's for, um, I'll tell you how I do it. Cause I think it's actually a different take is, uh, as I meet people, and that could be on the internet, we, you know, through, through, through interviews, um, I have a list for every city 
and I put that person on that list. So you guys are in Vancouver, I'll put you on that list. Next time I'm in Vancouver, I actually reach out to you personally. That's all I do. That is, that is my super advanced scientific approach to networking was make a list of cities that I may travel in the future, who are people I've met through email or on the internet, and when I get there, I'll let them know so that maybe we can get together. And that is a lot more interesting because it's proactive, and then the other stuff, the happenstance things might come from that where you invite somebody to the dinner or what, whatnot. Um, and then, you know, you create a relationship that you never would have otherwise, but that's, that's how I do. I don't use any fancy CRMs. It's really notepad so <laughs> cities, names, first name, email. Well, it'd be good use for circles. Google circles would work uh, well for that. Uh, well, let's, uh, I think we should move on to his, his latest, uh, business, which is clarity. And I think it's pretty cool. So in, you know, you're the guy that's involved with this thing for clarity describe to somebody who has no, no idea, nothing. It's like, what? Clarity? What's this? Yeah, so Clarity is a platform for getting business advice. Uh, it helps you find, schedule, and pay for expert business advice to grow your business. It's, it's kind of like eBay for advice. We don't, none of the people work for us. They sign up. It's a platform. They have to apply to become an expert. We provide a search, uh, search tool, and then if they find somebody that they feel can help them out, they can request the call, schedule it, uh, enter in their credit information and then they pay um, by the call. So it's uh, broken down by the minute and you know, average call is about 30 minutes and costs about $50. And we have over 10,000 experts. We're adding almost a thousand a month. Um, our community is about 40,000 members and we're growing that a lot. We've been live for 10 months. We've done 13,000 calls across 50 different countries. So it's really struck a nerve and it's, it's, you know, it's been neat to see this, you know, people know they should get advice from people who have been successful in the past. There just was no easy way to do that. And I kind of look at it as like before they leverage their social capital. So maybe they have a relationship with one or two people they knew could make introductions to help them. But now they can actually spend monetary capital to fast track that conversation and get that advice, you know, near real time. Hmm. What's the most popular subject matter? I know you got to, you know. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, you know, there's 10,000 skills on clarity. So the thing that, um, and once I say it, it'll be pretty obvious. It's anything that can help them make money, right? So sales, marketing, uh, business development, fundraising, obviously raising money is like making money, um, and legal. Those are like the big categories, but you know, other secondary categories are, you know, product questions like, uh, you know, how do I get, I need advice on my design of my products. I want to talk to like somebody that works at Google or Facebook and we have those people or, you know, I'm just having a really crazy time in my startup and I need to talk to somebody about it because I don't know what to do and I feel lost and confused and, you know, everybody runs into that. So we have like CEOs and founders of like 1,200, you know, venture-backed startups and they're willing to take those calls. And then some really interesting use cases that have kind of surfaced is uh, reporters using Clarity to kind of get expert conversations on a story that they're writing. So if they need to talk to some, yeah, that was a really unique one that we started seeing. Um, and then the other one is... Uh, you know, companies actually recommending clarity to their employees to augment their knowledge. So willing to allow them to actually do the calls, expense the calls, um, to talk to a designer, to talk to, you know, somebody that has email marketing background, copywriters, you know, and just, you know, they, they you know, they obviously pay their employees and they're really talented, but they're, they also know there's value of getting perspective by two or three different people that have done it in the past to kind of accelerate and, and improve the impact of that new project you might be working on. So, that's, that's been really the neat part is, you know, we've thousands and thousands of people use Clarity and we just think we're at the, the tip of the iceberg in regards to kind of the vision for what we're trying to do. Are people uh, registering and then uh, kind of adding them to the network and hoping that they're going to get people that find them through the network or are they actually saying, 
call me, you know, you know putting it up on their website and saying, uh, call me this way. Uh, this is how yeah. this this is how I'm I'm offering my services. Yeah, I mean, when we built Clarity, I thought a lot of people would use it for that. We were really focused on the experts and, and providing utility. Um, and then we started looking at the data and, and the support emails. And 95% of people visiting the site wanted to find expertise. So they actually wanted a search. We didn't have a search. We didn't have a directory. I didn't want to build a search directory. I wanted to build. I solved my own problem, which was too many inbound emails for my time. I'm willing to give my advice over the phone because I don't like long emails and I'm going to donate, I'm going to ask you to pay for it and it donates to charity. And that's how my profile works. Yeah, um, Charity Water, right? That's your charity? I choose Charity Water, yeah. And we, yeah. But we let anybody put whatever charity they want. Um, but um, now what's happened is people are looking at Clarity Drive Demand and we have the demand. We do like 40,000 searches a month. So uh, we're driving demand, but now it's all about quality and how complete your profile is and how many calls you've done. And I mean, our algorithm for ranking is not as complicated as Google's, but it's up there. I mean, we look at things like clout score, connections on LinkedIn, calls you've done in the past, ratings, um, you know, your blog, uh, different skill sets you might have pulled in, areas of expertise. I mean, we really look at holistically who you are and what you say you know about, and then also look on the internet to see if any of those artifacts reinforce it, and that's how you get ranked. And also, if we show you up in a research result two or three times for a keyword and nobody clicks your profile, there's probably something wrong and you're going to start going below. And we really, I mean, so if you do a search, the first two pages are probably the best people we have in our system, even though we might have a thousand people for that search term. Interesting. Yeah. But on um, podcast, I listen to uh, WordPress plugins, uh, A to Z, uh, Marcus Couch. He, uh, he's always saying, you know, he's giving his clarity.fm page for, if you need to call me for advice. Go to really? That. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I got to reach out to them. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, people are using, yeah, they're using it on the end when they give a presentation on their last slide, they're like, Hey, if I can be helpful, hit me up on clarity. Um, they're, they're adding it to their email signature. They're adding it to their LinkedIn profiles. They're adding it to their Quora pages. I mean, the way I see it is, is everybody actually knows about stuff and some people actually don't think they're that smart, but they are. And they only know it when they start giving advice to somebody that wants it. But I just feel like, there's all these really interesting people have built reputation online. They have followings and there's really no easy way to monetize it. Right. So I want to help them build. I wanted to build a tool for them to monetize that reputation, but at the same time, obviously build uh, a marketplace so that we can provide quality recommendations for those that don't know anybody. With clarity, you know, for the people listening that haven't got a clarity account, so they say, Oh, geez, I'm going to check this out right now. What's the most important part to fill out first? You did mention, you know, having people with robust um, information on Clarity. But, you know, if they've only got five minutes to get it set up, what should they do first? So they have to apply, and we do, we do require them to fill out all the fields. Uh, the one that's optional, it's really important if you have it, is a video. So if you've ever given a talk or an interview or whatnot, grab that video link and embed it in your profile. It triples your potential conversions to a call request. And then I'd say the second most important thing is we actually look at inbound links to your profile from other sites like LinkedIn and Twitter, because those are indications that you feel comfortable enough telling people about your profile and, and justify your costs, right? Because if you just sign up for Clarity and expect us to drive demand and you're not willing to share it out with your audience, and that means you don't feel comfortable telling your audience that you charge for your advice. And if you don't, we don't. So I would say that's probably the most important thing is promote your link so that it drives page views and inbound links. And then we use that for ranking. Hmm. I think, it, I think it's good for like, especially in Vancouver, I hear it a lot. People, uh, entrepreneurs, people want to take them for coffee and pick their brain and things like mm. that. Uh, 
And uh, Bob, you get that a lot, don't you? Yeah, I charge 150 bucks an hour to do that, plus the coffee. There you <laughs> go. And uh, the way I do it is um, if they don't have three uh, amazing ideas after the session, I don't charge them anything. Yeah, you, you know what's interesting, Bob, and I'm, I appreciate you guys bringing that up, Andrew, is um, I, I tweeted a link from Forbes. Somebody wrote a blog post. It's like, no, you can't pick my brain, pay me. And the, and the argument, I mean, obviously it was link baity. The argument was that you invest in your knowledge. You go to conferences, you interview people, you work in different professions and you build that knowledge base. You read books and people should understand there's value in that. And I'm actually going to write a blog post about this because clarity is for people that you don't know that need to pick your brain. And for them, there's value in getting it right away. And then the coffee sessions or the other stuff, the in-person, I look at it as like if somebody made a warm introduction to this person and said it would be, it'd mean a lot if you spent time with them and talking to them. And what's cool is I can still use Clarity for both. I can give them a free link, which I everybody can set a pass kind of a free link and they can use it for that or they can charge. And to me, I think they should charge when somebody reaches out to them cold and they know they're going to get value from that. If they have a business, like if you're a first time entrepreneur and you live in New Brunswick and you're 18, I'm not charging you. I don't care if you come in cold, I'm going to be helpful. But if you're, a, v, you're a, a VC or a hedge fund and you want to pick my brain about the industry, you're going to pay me, right? And, <laughs> and that's just, I think that that's just the really the most awesome way to use clarity is for the free calls if you want to be helpful to somebody because somebody introduced you. So you still get the scheduling benefit and the ratings and the reviews and you get reputation from it. But then charge people that you know are going to have financial returns from the ideas and information you give them. Okay, so that's that's interesting. So how do I tell which person um, deserves to get charged and not get deserve to get charged? Are you giving advice on stuff like that, or is it just something I have to figure out myself? I mean, you know, somebody said, "Oh, I want to do an appointment with you next Wednesday at three till three fifteen or three to four o'clock." I say, "Great," and then I check out their profile on Clarity. Yeah. So usually, uh, if somebody's reaching out to you and they want your time, um, you can decide if you put them through Clarity or not. But I, I put all my calls through Clarity now, and I just decide, do I give them the free link or do I give them the paid link? Because Clarity does a really elegant job of managing the schedule and the conference line and who calls who. And, and then you get the value of the ratings and all that stuff. Because as long as a call happens through Clarity and somebody's coming to you for advice, then there's value in doing that. Ah, uh, yeah. So then, so you put it through Clarity, whether it's paid or not, and then that'll increase your rankings in Clarity and help you get found. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah, we try to explain it. that to people, but I don't think we do a great job at it. But it's something we're going to be doing now in some new emails we're sending out. Um, how do you educate people about Clarity? Do you have like uh, tutorial videos or, or what, are you, what are you doing to, to help people kind of figure it out? Yeah, I mean, we offer, as soon as you sign up, we offer to talk to anybody on the team and you can request a call to actually go through the flow for free. You can request a call with one with somebody on our team to talk to them about questions you have. We don't do a good job on videos or tutorials because the product's so new and it's evolved that we've now are at the point where we're spending the next three months kind of letting the dust settle and building the clarity of the future. And then we have like, a design that's consistent and a mobile experience is like the product evolved every six weeks for the last 10 months. So, um, but really it's, we hope we've made it a very simple focused product. You search for somebody, you click the request to call, you tell them the reason you choose three times you want to talk to them. They get the request via SMS or email. They can click the accept. They can suggest new times. And then at the time of the call, there's a conference line. You both call in for every amount of time you're both on the call, you get charged for it. Or if it's free, it's free. There's no cost. And, We've really tried to focus on simplicity. Can you have that 
when you decide, okay, I'm going to see you on Tuesday the 24th, you hit accept or whatever, can I have that um, sync with my, my Gmail account, with my calendar and stuff, or do I, am I going to have to juggle two calendars? So we don't do integration. I call it deep integration with calendar. Anybody that's ever tried to solve that problem, you, you, I'd lose all my, like, yeah, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Um, but we will, because it's important and we know it. But what we do now is we send an email to both parties with a calendar invite, so you can add it to your calendar. Um, and then at the t uh, 15 minutes before, we'll send you an email, and five minutes before, we'll actually send you an SMS reminder that you can just click and it goes into the call. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, we, we, we realize deep integration of the calendar. It's important for both parties. Like, you might want to show them, or you want to see your calendar next to their time suggested to see if there's openings, right? Because that's what I do. As soon as I get a request, I have to go open my calendar. So we're going to make it integrated. And then once it's accepted, it's going to go in. And if somebody has to reschedule it, removes it and updates it. But not yet today, but it's still one calendar because we send the invite to your calendar. Are you using a mobile app, like a Clarity mobile app? For uh, we've had a Clarity mobile app since day one. We've gotten it rejected by Apple three times because they argued that they wanted us to use their in-app purchase and take 30% of all calls. That obviously doesn't make for a great business model when we mm. only take 15% of calls. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> so do you have an, do you have an Android version? Because right now they're 64% of the traffic. Um, so what we did is we just said, let's build a very beautiful HTML5 mobile app. Oh, if you, you open go, it yeah. up on Android or, or iOS, Safari or Chrome, it's, it looks like a native app. It's just HTML and, and through the web. Um, but we are coming out with a native app for now that with the product solidified, we, and, and we fixed the problem with Apple where before we used to connect the calls and they had a problem with that where we would dial both parties and connect them and they considered that virtual content even though whatever. But now it's a conference line and people call into it. Apple's cool with it and they don't, they don't care about 30%. So, you know, evolutions to finally get to where we're at now, but we will be coming out with a native app for sure. You know, you um, mentioned that Clarity in the Future a couple minutes ago. Can you tell us what you you know, envision in the future without giving away your secrets? Uh, I'll go 10 years out because that, that way, that's, that's, um, that's a long way. Yeah. I, I mean, that way nobody's going to hold me accountable to anything that watches the next three months. But you know, <laughs> I, I honestly think the new Google glass is going to play a big part in the clarity. I think that Siri is the beginning and, and ability to have access to an API for voice commands and whatnot, like being able to say, uh, Google glass clarity expert for marketing and have a list of people that show up and go um, request call with John and then reason and then it submits it and then have a index of all the calls you have scheduled. I just think that that's where it's gotta go and that's where it will go and Clarity today is just part one of that. And it may not even be 10 years, it could be in two years, right? Um, I heard that the developers are getting access to that sooner than later. So um, I just think that it's crazy, you know, 2013 that there's still not a way for you to get access to high quality advice, especially around your business, right? We have millions of people on the internet, millions of great entrepreneurs. There's 400 million entrepreneurs in the world. And our vision is to connect at least hundred million a year over the phone to help them grow their business. And we think it's very possible. And make it easy to find the best people too with you. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Like when you do those coffee meetings, you don't get any value from it. It's a one-on-one -on -one transaction. There's no artifacts created from that. And, and, and if you do like a sell to sell call, like the person might be nice enough or smart enough, honestly, to tweet at you after and say, I just got great advice from, you know, Bob or Andrew. And I just think clarity should do that. We should, we should prompt the user to do all these really smart things. We should prompt the user three weeks after to say, Hey, you had a call three weeks ago. Why don't you circle back and send them an update? Right. Mm. People want that. So, um, that's, that's the part we're going to spend a lot of time on is, you know, business advice, experts, members. And what's neat is 
most members at some point, not most, I'd say 20, 30% become experts. And the coolest part about the requests that go to other experts is a third come from experts. So a third of call requests to experts come from experts. They sign up to give advice and then they go, well, I'm on there and I think I'm pretty smart. I wonder who else is on there that might be able to help me grow my business. Yeah. I use Clarity every week for Clarity. Cool. So is there going to be a Clarity score, kind of like a cloud score? We, yeah, we yeah, have it know. today. We have okay. we just haven't. I mean, that's how we do our ranking, right? We call it the Clarity score. It's an internal number right now, but we're thinking of how to show it to users. The problem yeah. with a score, and Clout went through this as well, is uh, what do you do with a new user, right? That hasn't done anything yet, but they're definitely not a zero. They just, you have to, sh so there's, you need to figure out how can you uh, provide the tools to allow them to build that score up quickly if they start out from fresh because just because they're new shouldn't be penalized for it. But here are the things that you can do, like invite people to write a review or, you know, tweet out your free link and do three calls right away to get some, some ratings or what, whatnot. So we haven't figured that part out and we need to do that first before we make the score public. Um, but yeah, we, we use, it's how we do our ranking right now for search. Couldn't you do that with a badge system where it's like, you know, you get the newbie badge and then, you know, collect all five badges and blah, blah, blah. Or you could have yeah. two scores. You could have an evaluation when they come in based on your blog and your inf your influence outside of Clarity, and then have a uh, internal score based on your activity or based on cloud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we think that we will have multiple scores. There's kind of like the Clarity score, and then broken down to show people why. And we think that there'll be multiple facets to that, from call reviews to uh, you know profile views to external ratings or whatnot. Um, it's a really interesting problem. It's super interesting and it's not as easy as just throwing it on there because you know, what I've learned about Clarity is uh, I have no control over the experience for a new user. You sign up, you want advice. Um, the best thing I can do is provide tools and features that help guide both parties into an amazing experience on the phone and do the right things like be responsive, be clear, be prepared, like all these things that we hope that the people do. The good news is, uh, out of all of our calls, we have a 97% five-star rating. So if I can get people on a call, I know they're gonna have a great time. Um, but we need to provide more profile information so that they feel more comfortable to make those requests. Because I think Clarity is trying to solve not a technical problem, but a cultural problem. It's very interesting. Yeah, and if you, if you actually make it transparent what is causing the, you know, the changes in the scores, I think that's, that'll be uh, even better because then people will be, it'll be almost like a gamification of, of, of uh, you know, achieving higher scores in, in clarity without the mystery that cloud kind of has. Like a lot of people, their cloud scores are going up and down. They don't know why. And uh, I guess the reason I haven't done it is because it can also be gamed. Uh, I've talked to people that have done these kind of experiments in the past at marketplaces. And what they told me, which was neat, was expert to expert buying and selling so that it netted out zero so that they both gave each other five stars. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So like, that's the part that, yeah, it's easy to put a profile score up there, but then how is somebody going to take advantage of it so that it doesn't see, since we don't have it there, nobody knows to gamify it, to get, to game it. Uh, as soon as we put it out there, they're going to start doing it. And that's not a great experience for user. If all of a sudden they're talking to people that don't know what they're talking about. So yeah, it's interesting. Well, then cool. they would give him a low score, right? So I went, this guy's a joke. He gets one star or a negative one star or whatever. And if he gets enough of those, he's going to plummet in, in his levels. Yeah, but if he if two experts agree to call each other, stay on the call for 20 minutes, and then rate each other five stars, I don't listen to the call, so I don't know. And they're both paying the same amount. So like that, there's just ways to game it that I don't want to put the score yet until I figure out how to build the business rules to not allow that. Yeah, because you could you could uh, set up a network of people to just 
Yeah, on Fiverr. Kind of like open open uh, networking on LinkedIn, where you just you can. See, that's what we think. That's where I think the real interesting stuff is, is, you know, I always try to map to human behavior. So what people do today is I know that Bob knows people in podcasting. And if I need to talk to somebody about that, I just reach out to him and he recommends folks. I think in the future, what we're going to do is allow people to publicly post open needs. That's what we call them, like kind of a need for advice and then have the Clary community that fits those skills be notified so they can respond and say why they think they can be helpful as well as me being a friend of Bob being able to say actually my buddy Lewis is really great or these other people and tag them so that they get brought into that and then they can respond so social will play a big part in the future of Clarity it's just what we've noticed is that when you do friend to friend introductions it gets really weird that somebody's charging for that right yeah, but if it's up front, you know, you can say, hey, you should use this Bob on Clarity. He charges X, um, blah, blah, blah. Or when you talk to Bob, tell him that you're starting up, you're broke, see if he'll give you a deal and uh, just help them with their communication. Well, what, for in terms of like you mentioned 10 years, are you, are you uh, kind of envisioning uh, running the company that long or are you looking at, um, you know, another acquisition or how do you, how, what do you feel about I would love to work on this problem for the rest of my career. This is the most interesting, meaningful problem. Like out of everything I've done to this point, helping entrepreneurs make better decisions faster will have the hugest impact to the world that I, I there's nothing because every day they get up to create a better world for everybody else to live in. So if I can help them have better shots on goals or higher probability of success by connecting them with other smart people, we all know that's what you should do. And there's no, there's been no product to do that. And, you know, I, I don't really care about the solution. I care about the problem and helping entrepreneurs get connected to each other to help them grow their businesses is the problem and the solution. But how I do that, I'm open to it, but it's, it's a big, I mean, when you start thinking about internationalization and different languages and all these different factors, I can easily see myself work on this for the next 10, 15, my whole career. I want to build clarity. I want clarity to outlast me. And mm -hmm. I think that as an entrepreneur, that's something we forget. There's only something like 32 founder-led CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, and I would love to be one of them. That's a nice goal. Hey, you, you mentioned uh, the word artifacts, basically leaving a, a footprint behind. What I do when I do my sessions, uh, I record it on a, a digital recorder, and then I send it to the person the next day. Um, is there a capability to record the conversation, or is that up to the person? We don't do it today um, for a lot of reasons because we want, you know, it's, it's a really interesting social norm and, and how it's done. Um, and it's just not something that we want to do. We, we do think we should provide ways for people to kind of record notes and leave comments attached to that call so they can review it in the future. I know I've had calls and the guys like check out this website and I'd love to have it so that when I go to do that thing, I can go back to that call notes uh, within clarity. Right. But, um, the recording one is interesting. We've thought about it. We actually tested it with a few users. Um, what they really wanted was transcripts. So then we added the ability to have a conference call so that they can invite their admin or somebody else from their team to take notes, right? So we want to solve the problem of what was said and how to retrieve and search that information after the fact, but I'm just not sure if recording is the right way, but it's, it's something that we think about. Yeah. It, for me, what, that was the biggest, um, value proposition killer is, and I go in there, I talk for an hour and I, I talk fast. And as I get going more and more and more ideas come out and people would lose 30% of the conversation because they were too busy trying to write stuff or say, Oh, Bob, stop, stop, stop. I have to write this down. So I started recording it and I said, look at this conversation the last an hour is going to keep you busy for a month at least. Just go back to the MP3 and check it out. And when I get subsequent calls with people, they'll say, eh, yeah, 
I've gone through the recording five times. I've got seven questions based on where I got stuck. Can we have another meeting? Yeah. No, I, I, I think there's something there because you're right. When people, they, they don't want to, they don't want to ask the person to stop. I got to take a note. Um, and I think that really smart people do the recording. Like if they will ask like, Hey, do you mind if I record this call? And they can do that without clarity. They can just do it with their phone. They can do it on Skype using a recording tool. Um, but we do need to provide something. Well, maybe just a button that says this, this is going to be recorded. And then you click on it and then a big thing comes up this record this is a recorded session do you agree do you not not agree just for legal purposes like when you do a google oh, yeah. hangout um and you want to go google hangout to air then what happens is is uh, as soon as you click that a big warning comes out and it says hey you do realize that this is going live yeah i mean there's a lot of legal things that we'd have to figure out and i guess for us it's it's a nice to have not a must have today but it will be it will be there and and I think, yeah, there's, there's, a, I think waiting for the, I don't know. There's a lot of cool stuff, but yeah, you're onto something there. So without us having to call clarity and, and set up an appointment with you to ask you this next question, because you know, I'm just going to get a freebie, um, beer, what's the best beer to have in, ha in your pump house, pump what? house, blueberry ale, pump house, blueberry Micro ale sounds awesome. It is amazing beer. Yeah. Is it, dark? it all, all? No, it's, uh, it's kind of like, no, it's just a normal beer, but it has a hint of blueberry. It's not overwhelming. They actually drop some blueberries in after the fact. Some people that don't know any better actually think that it's bottled or, you know, it's in the keg, but the blueberries are added after the fact. And it's uh, Pump House is a great microbrew in Moncton, and, and they sell all over Atlantic Canada. Oh, we should check it out, uh, see if we can find it here. Have you ever tried um, Okanagan Springs Brewmeister Black? I've never had the black. I'm not a black fan, but... Uh, oh, this one, uh, this one isn't a... It's not a stout. It's okay. A it's a, it's a black lager. So it's, it's kind of got the strong taste initially, but doesn't have the stout aftertaste. It kind of got, it's got a really Texture. smooth roll off. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's not like a Guinness or anything like that. It's, it's, it's smooth and, and watery like, like a lager, but it's just got a lot of, of that, that burnt beautiful flavor to it, which we really enjoy. I mean, that's basically the beer of choice at the bunker show. So that's we always awesome. got to bring it up. And, All uh, right. We actually interviewed the brewmeister. So uh, we're going to tell him about Clarity and see if he can get on because that would be awesome to talk with a brewmeister on, on Clarity. And he'd probably do it for free because it would be great promo. I mean, that it's like a great PR machine too is, is the other side of it. Making himself available. Yeah. No, we see a lot of people. It's neat where people are tweeting at other people saying, can you sign up for Clarity? I want to pay you for your advice. For people that want to be entrepreneurs in this crazy, crazy world of things changing at a million miles an hour, what is your biggest piece of advice for people? I mean, uh, two things. Uh, one, start today. Um, I think too many people, too many people think they got to get things lined up or there's a good time. And what I've learned is there's never a good time. You'll figure it out. So start today. Just do something today to move your idea forward. And two, as a concept, and obviously I'm biased because that's what Clarity provides. But even outside of Clarity, like surround yourself with really um, interesting, smart people that have done it before. Even if it's one or two or three people, you don't have to call them advisors or mentors. Just see if you can pick their brain over, you know, lunch or see if they invite you to hang out once in a while and just go see how they operate. I think nothing is better than role modeling or modeling after somebody that's had success and not like super successful. Don't try to go after like Mark Cuban or Richard Branson. Just find the guy that's built a million dollar company. You've never done it. Go talk to that guy. Maybe he did it two years ago and it's still fresh and he can give you some really uh, related perspective and context. And 
I think doing that is what changed my career when I was 26 and, you know, had troubles and it's something I do now. It's just second nature for me. Andrew, do you have any uh, cutting questions? Uh, yeah, my, my question is, um, it seems like this service would be a perfect partnership for like a social network like uh, LinkedIn. Are you planning on trying to work out an arrangement uh, with, uh, with LinkedIn or another social network in order to, to kind of uh, maybe have a, you know, some kind of a widget or, or being able to search for, for people on, on LinkedIn and match people's profiles and things like that? Yeah, so I, I talk to LinkedIn once every three weeks. I mean, um, the, the interesting part is their business model is around recruiting. So they charge people a subscription fee to get access to people to recruit. And Clarity circumvents that, right? So we don't, I don't think they should uh, integrate what we do. And obviously, it doesn't sound smart for me to say that. But I just know from a business point of view, you don't introduce a product that's going to circumvent your revenue. So I don't even need to ask them for it. I just know that it wouldn't be smart for them. Now what they are doing and working with us is allowing us to, um, one thing we do that's really interesting is we know what search terms have the most volume that doesn't have enough inventory of experts. And we'll actually dynamically generate ads on LinkedIn to recruit those experts so that they sign up to become an expert. And then we'll email the user and say, Hey, we now have these new experts that match your search term. So we use LinkedIn on that way. We actually recommend all of our experts to add a, a clarity link to their profile and LinkedIn's okay with that. Uh, LinkedIn's actually built some really new APIs around messaging and access to the profile data. And we use that heavily. So we make sure that we make it easy for you to apply to become an expert. We pull all that information. You can edit it, but if it's from LinkedIn, we just clearly mark it on the profiles on clarity. So, um, I don't, you know, I'm really focused on building a really great de destination and a, a product. And if companies like Quora or LinkedIn or other sites want to leverage us um, to, you know, to augment what they have and they think there's value there, we're going to work with them. But at the same time, um, I want to make sure that when you come to Clarity, you have an amazing experience and, and are motivated to share it on other social networks. But um, I think there's enough opportunity in all these different worlds for everybody to kind of, you know, build their own version of, of you know, the dent in the universe from LinkedIn's already done it with 200 million users. You know, one of the best IPOs of the last two or three years in tech, uh, Cora is doing something really interesting. It's totally different use case and clarity, but people call us the voice of Cora, right? Where you don't need to wait for somebody to answer text. They can just, you know, get on a call. So we think what we're doing is very unique and different. And we, we like working with people that have millions of users, but at the same time we want to build a great product. Mm -hmm. And make it a destination in, in, in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people have asked us to white label APIs, et cetera. And, you know, we just think that we're going to win if we build a great product experience. And it's really hard to do when you don't control that, especially when you're talking about a marketplace like an eBay or Yelp, et cetera. You really need to bring people through those flows and clearly communicate to them. And if they experience your product from a different site and they don't get to know the story behind Clarity, it could be kind of confusing. Okay, so before we wrap up the show, Andrew, do you have any last questions? No, I think that's it. Um, it'll be interesting to watch it evolve and see what you do with it. It's uh, it's an awesome product. One thing, are you going to be doing kind of um, like uh, setting up a profile kind of similar to like a you know Facebook profile where you can have uh, interactions with uh, people right on the site, like use like say a, wall, a clarity wall or maybe um, bringing in uh, feeds from your from your blog and things like that. So when people come to Clarity, they have a snapshot of, of who you are other than just a static uh, profile. Is that yeah. something you're, you're looking at? 
So I think two things. We we kind of we don't do a great job at it, but you know, kind of how about.me does it. I would say we, you know, Ryan, a lot of the founders are friends of mine and I, I take inspiration from about.me. I think it's really logical for us to have a clarity call button on about.me and we've talked to them about how we would do that. Um, but the idea of coming to a profile and not having to leave to go consume their Twitter, their Instagram, their LinkedIn, et cetera, uh, we're gonna do for sure. It's it's what users want. Um, you know, adding a wall or the ability to ask questions, I think that we don't want to become Quora, so we got to be careful. You know, we're really about voice, we're really about like getting on a call. But I think that something uh, like um, ask a clarifying question. Like if you're an expert in something, and I want to know, well, have you had experience doing that in China? I should be able to ask that. And and if you answer it, it should be public and it should be adding to your knowledge base and profile. So we won't do a Quora type Q and A or a public thing, but we will allow you to ask clarifying questions that you don't have to pay for but obviously are limited to 500 characters because we don't want people to use that as a way to circumvent the phone call. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Fascinating. Well, we're going to run away and uh, we're going to definitely check out that uh, blueberry beer. It sounds awesome. And uh, we invite you to come to the bunker show at a hangout anytime you feel like, and we will definitely be following what you guys. Oh, I just want to ask you, what is your color? Is it uh, that color of your t-shirt or do you have a, a specific color? That's our color. The clarity blue. Blue and blue nice. and white. That's very uh, – would you consider yourself – you're trying to shut up the show, and, and I'm going to ask you one more question. But um, would you consider yourself a, um, a Web3 company or a Web2 company? Um, how would you define Web3? Well, Web3 is all about interaction and the ability to get more knowledge and packets of information available to everybody at all times type of thing. Um, it's, it's a new headspace more than a new technical space where the users are saying, Hey, I'm using the internet for everything, especially knowledge. Yeah. Well, I think like if web three is the concept of, of, you know, what breaking things down in, in both a consumption and a, um, a creation mode, I mean, everybody on clarity can become an expert so they can give and get. And then we also see a way for in the future for people to, like you said, record the call, but actually use it from a marketing point of view, like have it on your profile and have both people agree I'm doing a free call. It's recorded, but I'm going to have it on my profile so that other people can get a flavor for kind of the conversation flow and stuff. And I think we want to just make it uh, more approachable for a lot of people to create content. Cause right now a lot of people just consume and, and to give back from entrepreneurs all over the world and really focus on the business advice, but obviously relationships get formed that way, et cetera. So I would say we're definitely three and, you know, we're trying to break down the industries we're trying to disrupt is like management consulting, right? Or even contracting, like hiring somebody that you don't know that you just, they give you a good sales pitch and then you hire them. It's like, why don't you just talk to them for an hour and pay them a hundred bucks and see if they say anything smart and you can talk to 15 different people. And if any of them are great, maybe you hire them after the fact to do the work or whatnot. And, you know, management consultants, they charge like $10,000 an hour when there's the people in the company that actually do the work, they should have a clarity profile <laughs> and charge two fifty an hour and make enough money to, you know, buy themselves sushi and beer every week. And, and that's kind of the way we see it happening. Very cool. Hey, so for all our fans that are listening, thanks for checking us out. A big shout out to Dan and his very cool company. And uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing from you in the future. Awesome. Thanks again, guys, for having me. Thanks, Dan. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Peace. If you liked the interview, please leave us a comment via Twitter, but use the hashtag BunkerProject. Or call us at 1-877-636-1474 and leave a question or comment.